You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello, and welcome to the Trend Zone. Dave here with Casey. We're the Football Dudes. And Casey, are you there, sir? Yes, my brother, I am here. <laughs> All right, you've just crossed over into the trend zone. In today's episode, we'll talk some playoffs, record-setting performances, big names making big moves, a little survivor fantasy, and of course, we'll preview some of the biggest games going into Week 16 in the NFL with all the playoff ramifications, Casey. But before we get it going, is there a tasty nug available for the people? Yeah, baby, it's a playoff nug in the AFC. The Bills, the Pats, the Ravens, and the Chefs are all in. In the NFC, the Packers, the Seahawks, Niners, and Saints are all in. Still alive in the AFC. Wow. On life support. The Titans, the Browns, and the Raiders. (laughs) And, of course, in the NFC, still alive are the Rams, the Eagles, and, of course, my Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. Out of the playoffs, Casey, Denver and Indianapolis joins the crew of teams out, and Chicago also gets knocked out this week, man. All right, in top trending stories, Casey, uh, one of my all-time favorite quarterbacks got one yet another landmark. A uh, former Charger? Are you talking yeah, about? I'm, I'm embracing the Breezer right now. Super Bowl MVP, that's right, Drew Brees, baby. We saw him on Monday night. He was pretty damn good. Um not only hitting uh, the mark for all-time touchdowns past 541, but the fashion dude, that wasn't enough for him. He wanted to set the new NFL record for highest completion percentage in a game as well. Yeah. So he went 29 to 39. That gave him a 96.7% completions, which knocked current charger, former charger, knockout current charger. <laughs> Philip Rivers had uh, 28 to 29, so uh, the breezer had... Uh, you one know, one better, baby. Yeah. Awesome performance by Breezer, man. Class act, great guy all the way around. No doubt about it. And uh, it was phenomenal. And he's been a phenomenal player, had, had an amazing career. Uh, just for for the, uh, for, for the notes. Shit and giggles, Dave. Just for shit and giggles, man. Uh, Tom Brady does have the, uh, if you include the playoffs, both the passing and the yardage record still. Uh, because they go to playoffs every year, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of helps. He's racked up all those playoff yards and touchdowns. Uh, and that sets him apart. But nonetheless, the regular season record goes to Breezer. And that's not the only record we saw go. Yeah, that's right. Lamarvelous Lamar Jackson, he set the all-time QB rushing record. He's at 1,100 yards. Got a couple games left. Still fighting for that uh, one or two seed in the AFC. So you know he's going to add to those totals, dude. So, uh Man, if this cast stays healthy, wow. dude, watch out for those Ravens in the uh, postseason. No question about that, Casey. And uh, speaking of uh, watch out, how about the Raiders letting that game slip away? The last game in the black hole, last game ever we'll see on a baseball diamond, also too, Casey. So a real good riddance to that kind of feeling. But the the that black hole won't be recreated in Las Vegas. They will do it, but it won't be the same as it was there. And the Raiders let that victory slip away somehow. I can't. I can't even imagine how it, it got away from them there. Uh, and then also a possible last game for Eli uh, at home as a starter for the Giants there as well. We'll see if uh, if that was in fact his last game. 
Yeah, they might let him um, week 17 go out there and do a little bit. But it looks like Daniel Jones is getting healthy again. So, uh, you know, maybe Eli takes a deal to stay in New York. I don't know if he wants to go start somewhere else. You know, they're going to throw a bunch of money at him to try to get him in the booth there. Mm. The only thing more disgusting than Eli in the booth is Eli and Peyton in the booth together. Dave, I want to put it out there. Shut that down right now. Shut it down. You're the one who brought that crap up, Casey. (laughs) And, you know, dude, a real bummer real quick, though. Josh Gordon suspended once again. I don't know if the dude is. They said performance enhancing and substance abuse. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the dude likes his weed. He needs to stay off it. But uh, just a bummer. Right. So much talent there, and it's just like this is the same story every year for him. It's a total bummer, though. Yeah, absolutely. Another uh, transaction news, uh, as it were. Terrell Suggs, released by the Cardinals, and a handful of teams put a claim into him uh, uh, to get him. It was Kansas City that that was awarded him. Uh, he's, he's a great value for the remaining couple of weeks and heading into the playoffs. And it looks like he's all in uh, in that situation there, obviously going to a playoff team. And then Janoris Jenkins also claimed by the New Orleans Saints. Uh, so a couple of moves there. And then additionally, another move would be uh, Tom Coughlin out in Jacksonville. What do you think? Yeah, dude, I guess he'd run his course there. But yeah. the real move in Jacksonville is bumping those clocks back. <laughs> Everybody found an extra 10 minutes. Like, what the hell? We were like, no, we were on Coughlin time. So, uh, you know, you can't. Um, Coughlin's contributions to the Jags from their inception to now yeah. is numerous, but uh, they're trying to, you know, twist the culture around there. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there moving forward. But Coughlin's out. Time to go hit the golf course, Tom. Yeah, we'll see if he's got any football left in him, man. All right. No, who doesn't have football left in him? You or I in the survival of three strikes pool, Dave. You joined <laughs> me in death. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, we're down to just two survivors. It's the sick, sick man, Pornho, and he's just got one strike in the Dutch touch with two strikes, Casey. So uh, it's thinning out quite a bit there. Most popular uh, correct pick last week was Kansas City over Denver, but the most popular incorrect pick was the 49ers getting upset by the Falcons, dude. Wow, that was a shock yeah, late uh, that game. We had Hank's death at the crib Sunday <laughs> prematurely on the first one to Hooper. Then he thought he was alive. Then he was dead by the Julio. It's pretty sweet to see him go out that way. But uh, if the sick man Pornho is smart, they'll just try to jump on the same team that the Dutch Touch does this weekend and kill him. So uh, we'll see what happens to those guys. But the most popular pick heading into week 16 are the Seahawks at the Cardinals, if you still have the Seahawks. <laughs> All right, Casey, fantasy go-backs. This is where we go back in time and try and reinvent what we would have done um, unfortunately, my my main team, the Lightning Strike, was on a bye. I'm going to be in the toilet bowls uh, trying to stay out of 12th place next week against the Snivellers. <laughs> um, that's my big effort right there, not to be last. And then in the Knights uh, in my other league was um, having a chance to go to the Fantasy Bowl, but ended up uh, getting spanked. Uh, and there was just no way, no help from the bench, nowhere uh, for that team. So no Fantasy go-backs for me this week. Yeah, dude. Um, I did. I was smart enough to pick up a shot Perriman before last week's game. I was not smart enough to put him in. However, I had plenty enough to beat the badass Bronco. Sent them to the the off season, and now I'm going up against the Mansour Holes in the loser bracket championship. So nice. I'll have a fully stocked lineup, and I hope to take that bump down. You hear me, Mansour? Oh, you're going down. 
<laughs> Give it to him. Yeah. That's right, baby. Hey, quick shout out. I want to let the peoples know. The fo- if you need more football dudes action, head on over to the App Store or the Google Play Store and download the free app Hot Mic that is in the App Store. It's available for Android now, too. Use the invite code Football Dudes for access and then join our broadcast. As Dave and I will be calling games all postseason. It's going to be awesome in the playoffs. Hot Mike gives you, the fan, the ability to engage with us in app or on chat and Twitter. Tune out those network suits and tune into the Football Dudes. It's a whole lot of fun. Absolutely free. It's a brand way, brand new way to listen to football. Once again, that is Hot Mike, baby. All right, Casey, speaking of football, Week 16 is packed with some pretty good action with uh, with some serious playoff ramifications. Um, we're just going to touch on a handful of games here and give the people a little taste of what they can expect this weekend. We'll start things off with a game which unbelievably has division, uh, <laughs> the, the AFC East division, not directly on the line, but speculatively on the line. Like, could the Patriots possibly lose this division? It's the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Patriots at home, of course, favored, uh, in this case, by six and a half in this game. But Buffalo coming into town with a chance to still win that division, Casey. Yeah, crazy. Who would have thought that? But, you know, this Bills team is super grimy, and there is lots for the Bills Mafia to be excited about. Yep. Josh Allen still needs to work on his accuracy, but at least he isn't throwing it to the other team that often. Only two interceptions in his last nine games. Nice. That's pretty good. And speaking of nines, he leads all quarterbacks with nine rushing touchdowns, and that's just part of a, the fifth-ranked um, rushing uh, uh, offense for this Bills, and that's because Devin Singletary, dude, this guy is an awesome rookie. He's got 100-plus scrimmage yards in three of his last four and he ranks second among rookies with 729 rush yards. But the big deal here, dude, 5.4 per carry. Wow. Now, the Bills don't really have a number one or a true number one wide receiver. That's why they're 28th in passing. But Smokey and the Beezer, they can still get nasty. <laughs> but they'll be looking for a legit number one this offseason to really round out that offense. That's what they got to do. But the Bills, what they do is they do it with defense. They're giving up less than 16 points a game. Less than 200 yards passing per game and just over 100 yards rushing per. That's why they're third in yards against passing second points and 10th versus the rush, dude. Um, And Sean McDermott, bad news, 0-5 versus the Pats, including that week four loss uh, that they lost to the Patriots in Buffalo, 16-10. The Bills would need two wins and have the Pats lose week 17 to the Dolphins. It could happen. We've seen that happen, right? (laughs) It It might happen. A win in this game might not get them division, but it'll at least let them know that they can beat the Patriots, and that would be huge for their psyche. This game will show if the Bills are actually ready to make a run or not. They've got the defense there. The question is, will the game be too big for them as a whole? We're going to find out Sunday, bro. Yeah, and no doubt it's very difficult to play uh, the Patriots in New England. It's difficult to face Bill Belichick. In a house against the mouse, in a box with the fox. It's hard to play the Patriots, Dave. Yes, it is. And, and obviously the second time round uh, against this Patriots squad, Belichick's got a little more information uh, uh, on that Buffalo squad. Both defenses. Got more information on the Bengals, too. Yeah, plenty. I'm sure he's, he's got plenty of film on, on, on all these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, Casey. Um, this is 
Yeah, uh, if you want to think of Belichick as a, as a genius, is more of obviously a G- defensive oriented genius, and this will be the team uh, if this team can go all the way uh, that will really really prove that because this offense isn't has has not been nearly as good. And Tom Brady, you know, we've wanted uh, we've seen the end uh, over and over again over the last handful of seasons, uh, and here it again, you know, Brady is just pretty good right now. I think his quarterback rating is about twenty second among quarterbacks wow. that have uh, played a substantial number of snaps. Uh, the, the the offense, though, interestingly, last year when they did win the Super Bowl, they ran a lot late, and they ran their way through the playoffs. Um, and this year, they're not running as well. Their passing is ninth. They're rush, rushing just 19th in the NFL. But somehow they're getting points. They're eighth in the NFL in scoring. Uh, so it's a pretty good offense one way or another. They just don't seem to have any legitimate threats really uh, to be too deep necessarily. Uh, they have a handful of running backs as they had, uh, have had. Tom Brady coming off 128 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, 128 wow. yards passing, which is kind Usually of... Usually does that in the first quarter. Right. I mean, are you kidding me? And uh, his 86.5 pass rating for this season... As I mentioned, below average, basically. But 21 TDs and just seven picks. He's protecting the football pretty well. They're running the ball all right. Michelle had 103 yards last week. James White had around 50 yards and a touchdown. And Rex Burkhead had uh, a season-high 53 yards and also a touchdown last week. So they're doing what they do. They're just diversifying. They're using all three running backs. Um, Julian Edelman is still... Uh, a consistent, you know, threat to move the chains, and uh, Nikhil Harry has had some moments where he's come on late lately. Now that he's feeling a little better, so um, this team offensively, it's just it always seems like there's no way they can find guys to get it done, and then they do. And and here here's the time really when they start really dialing that stuff in. But when you look at the defense, this is all it really. This is all about this defense, man. Defense is number one in yards. Number one in points given up and number one on third down. So that's pretty freaking good. And yeah. second in the league against the pass, seventh against the run. Here's the thing though. Twenty plus twenty-four in the in the giveaway takeaway ratio. Like I said, Tom Brady's protecting the ball. They don't turn it over much, but they get turnovers on the defensive side. They've created thirty-six turnovers. Wow. So number one in the league in the in the plus twenty-four giveaway takeaway ratio. That's gonna win you some football games right there, man. And there aren't really big names on this defense. I mean, talk about St- uh, Stephon Gilmore cover and stuff. He's a good guy, and these linebackers are strong and solid and diverse and versatile and everything, but it just doesn't seem like this team is loaded with, like, like uber-talented dudes. It's just a great squad, and the, and it's just the do-your-job mentality that's got this defense playing at such an exceptionally high level right now, and it's going to be damn hard for Josh Allen and that offense to come in there and and get stuff going on a consistent basis against these guys. And that's just going to give Tom Brady a chance to get it going on his end one way or another against a tough Bills defense. Man, dude, this is it's a great game. They're giving to us on Saturday right in the middle of the Woo! day. So uh, I really do want to find out what these Bills are made out of. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get a little taste on Sunday. All right, Case, up next, a, a, a serious uh, NFC East battle. Divisional ramifications as your Dallas Cowboys head to Philadelphia to play the Eagles. Cowboys on the road, Casey, favored by two and a half in this one. Uh, the Cowboys did win that first game uh, in week seven, 37 to 10. So they handled business there. 
Um, but uh, obviously, this one's in Philly. What do you got? Dave, hate is in the air, and the NFC East is on the line, brother. Plenty of hate in Philadelphia, Casey. That's right. The city of brotherly hate, right? You know, and as bad as everything has been for the Cowboys, everything is still right in front of them, and they control their own destiny, dude. Yeah. And that mini-buy did them a whole lot of good, had so many of those games, and finally got the 10 days off, and it really showed. Now, I'm not sure what to expect out of this team, but at least they're coming off a game to feel really good about. They do have the number one ranked offense, and against the Rams, it really looked like it. Dak is a little banged up. He's got the bad finger and now the bad shoulder, but he says no doubt he's playing in this game. No Couldn't get this guy to miss it. And it was good to finally see Zeke seeking it up, dude. He ran all over the Rams. And this is really the first week in a long time that I saw that O-line getting pushed up front and dominate the line of scrimmage. Most week, Zeke's been able to do a little bit, but he's been getting hit at the line. Mm-hmm. And it's really He's not had the huge plays because of that, uh, but that was not last week. Oh, yeah, throw in some Tony Pollard, too. He went over 100 last week, so the boys ran for over 200 yards, and uh, Pollard had some good runs in between the tackles, too. So hopefully that's yeah, a sign of things did. to come, man. Maybe they're getting healthy at the right time there, and the defense had a bounce-back game as well. Going from missing 19 tackles against the Bears, Dave, 19 tackles. Ouch. So only missing one against the Rams. And it was sweet to see Sean Lee hit the go-back machine. Dude had the blood on his knees, the blood on his elbows. He was all over the place hitting anything that was moving. Also had that INT in the sweet return, dude. I thought he might get to the, the end zone there. But it was great to see him play like that. But the boys overall really hurting at the linebacker position. Uh, Leighton Vander Esch, he's out again. Um, Gifford is a young guy from Nebraska. He's stepped up. He's done for the year. Joe Thomas most likely out too. So what do you do, Dave, when you're low, uh, low on linebackers? You go get a Super Bowl MVP. Then we got former Seahawk Malcolm Smith due to his familiarity with Chris Richard in that Dallas defensive scheme. I'm not sure if this guy's got anything left in the right. tank, but at least he should be in position to make some plays. So if, um, you know, there's a better time for the boys to hit the stride or have their best game of the season. I don't know that it exists. It's right now, this Sunday, dude. Got to beat those Eagles, win the East, and just get in the damn tournament. Because if the best football is still ahead of them, anything can happen. Right. You just got to get in there and try to do some damage. I'm freaking out over this game. Sunday cannot come soon enough, bro. <laughs> well, all right, Case, okay, so I'll talk these Philadelphia Eagles up a little bit. You know what? Um, just like you said about the Cowboys, uh, that's what uh, the message is from Peterson to these Eagles. Everything they've been playing for is still right in front of them. Okay, yeah. just whatever has happened behind them, they still have a chance at, at achieving all of their goals, man. And they're coming off their second comeback win in a row uh, after having a couple of awful games before that. Um, and... Really, ultimately, uh, they've just been able to hang in there. They're slightly above average offensively. One of the weird things is they actually are second in the league on third down. But offensively, um, Carson Wentz coming off just before, uh, right towards the end of that game, he, he got fumbled, and then you were like, oh, man, this felt like it was over. But besides that one uh, turnover there, uh, he, he had a phenomenal fourth quarter and ultimately had a really strong game. 300, uh, 266 yards and three touchdowns uh, last game and 109.3 rating. So he's actually put together a couple of good games in a row now. Yeah. And last week, Miles Sanders really showed why these guys 
uh, or so high on this dude. You know, obviously uh, a lot of injuries on this team, and I'll, I'll rattle those off in a little bit. Miles Sanders coming off a career-high 172-yard scrimmage game, 122 rush yards and 50 uh, receiving yards and a touchdown uh, last week. So dude is getting it going. Uh, obviously, like I mentioned, there is a crap load of injuries on this squad, and that includes, uh, for sure, the receiving group. Um, uh, Zach Ertz is actually injured right now. Nelson Aguilar is injured uh, on IR. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. No. Jordan Howard, uh, uh, running back, has obviously paved, opened up the door for Miles Sanders to sort of take a bigger role. But uh, that's a ton of, uh, of guys, and I'm just listing sort of the highlight guys, the guys, the name dudes that you can think of. You know what I mean? But uh, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz has really upped his game in the absence of those other offensive weapons. Uh, he's actually on a pace to surpass Jason Witten in his Don't first say that, Dave. seven seasons no. for most receptions. I know your guy Jason R- Witten right there, and it looks like he'll probably uh, get that uh, that mark. But uh, also Dallas Goddard is another guy that they're going to have to lean on. They're going to have to find a way to get both tight ends going. Goddard had a touchdown um, in the last game. Uh, against the Cowboys, and so uh, they really do have to find a way to get different dudes because they're they are they are really coming in here uh, as a wounded group of Eagles, man. Now defensively, uh, the Eagles are pretty strong, especially uh, against the run, which is good news because obviously uh, the Cowboys love to establish that ground game. But other than that, they're not that great of a defense. Fletcher Cox coming off of a big game. Uh, last week with a sack and a forced fumble. Um, but you know what? I mean, it is going to be a challenge to contain that number one ranked Cowboys offense, uh, even though they will be in Philly uh, and they'll have that home field uh, momentum there. Uh, but it's it's good. This is going to be the game, though, Casey. Whoever wins this one's in position in the driver's seat to make the playoffs and the other team needs help. So it's a huge game. Oh, man, it's going to be awesome. All right, Dave, another awesome NFC Divisional battle. Monday night variety. We've got uh, Green Bay at Minnesota. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. I'll and the Vikings. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, you want some more? Yeah, Vikings four-point favorites at home. <laughs> React! <laughs> Vikings four-point favorites. Well, maybe they should have saved some of those points. They laid on the Chargers last <laughs> week for this one. Spread them out, baby. They go into Lambeau. But I'll tell you what, Green Bay did win this first game 21-16. Uh, to 16. That was so far back in week two, Casey. That was before really either of these teams, uh, we knew what they were exactly for this year. But Minnesota offensively has been running the ball extremely well. They're fourth in rushing and fifth in points at, at 27 points a game. They're a pretty solid passing team, too. But um, Cousins, although midseason was getting like basically run out of Minnesota, has had a pretty awesome season with a 111 quarterback rating, 25 touchdowns, and just five picks, dude. That's a 5-to-1 ratio, which is crazy, man. Um, And I'll tell you what, um, the problem going into this game is they've been a great running team, and it's really been the emergence of Dalvin Cook being healthy that's really... Uh, push that running game. He had uh, some amazing games this year, and he's arguably one of the best backs in the league. And he comes into this one, we don't know about his availability. It looks like he's not going to be able to play with a chest or a shoulder injury that he got last week, uh, taking a big hit by 
uh, Perryman from the Chargers, who is a sledgehammer. Unfortunately, though, Dalvin Cook hurt going to this game. Uh, Madison, his backup, has been working an ankle injury, uh, injury, and he may be able to go. Uh, other than that, they've got some other guys, Mike Boone and um, uh, Abdullah are other dudes that could contribute uh, on the ground, but they've been really leaning on the ground game. Adam Thielen also banged up and don't know about his availability. So Stefan Diggs is obviously going to have a huge role in this game. And, and Kyle Rudolph uh, has emerged a, a little bit more. You know, he became sort of a more of a blocker earlier a, a, in facilitating this, this ground game, but uh, he can catch the ball too. So uh, they're going to look for these. Uh, they're going to find some other guys to, to make some offense happen, and we'll see what Kirk Cousins can do with them. Uh, defensively, you look at this Viking squad. They're strong against the, the, the ground game, so that's a solid thing right there. Um, and they are also sixth in points given up at just 18.5 points a game, so a really uh, excellent defense. Daniil Hunter has been an absolute beast for these guys. 13 and a half sacks on the season. He had a sack last week with two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery uh, as the Chargers were in a very generous mood with the football. Uh, and the Vikings defense was capitalizing left and right. Uh, I mean, this guy, this defense is strong on every level. They're fast uh, from sideline to sideline. They get after it uh, and they can put a ton of pressure uh, on the quarterback. Everson Griffin, another guy that really comes to mind. And my guy in the back end, uh, Harrison Smith, one of the more versatile and uh, talented safeties uh, in the NFL, dude. Yeah, dude. It's the last Monday night fiesta of the season. Hopefully Ooh. the last time we'll have to hear Booger McFarland butcher a game. A really, really yeah. good run. Oh, my God. It's the awful, dude. I think On they're Monday actually... Monday night football. <laughs> I don't mind Tess so much, but I think they're lining up to try to get Romo out from CBS. So, um... We'll see, though. But the Vikings have actually won three of the past five, including last time they were in Minnesota 24-17 against those Packers. Now, these Pack haven't been great this year, but they still find themselves in the playoff and currently sitting at the two seed with a chance at a bye and at least one home game. Um, Rodgers has a 101.2 passer rating against the Vikings. And in the Week 2 victory of this season, it was his fourth 100-plus Rating against Minnesota with Zimmer as a head coach, but overall he's only five five and one against Zim. So we'll see what happens this time. Um, they had the battle. You mentioned Cousins been pretty good with the football, but it was that interception late in that game that oh, really cost yeah. the Vikings, dude. So hopefully he could clean that up a bit. Aaron Jones has been amazing in the backfield. Williams has been a nice compliment to those guys too. Um, we saw Devontae Adams really put it on last week. But they kind of stalled against those Bears, and this Vikings defense is a little bit trickier than that. So uh, they're really going to have to play smart and protect, get some protection for Aaron Rodgers. But over on this defensive side, Dave, it's weird, dude. It's Nothing stands out as super sexy on these Packers. But like I said, they're sitting there in the two-seed. But Blake Martinez, we talked about them all last week, Dave. <laughs> he led the team with 11 tackles. He has eight games this season with 10 or more tackles. Uh -huh. That's tied for most in the NFL. Right. And what the Packers do well is get that ball. They have a plus 14 turnover ratio. So, you know, this is a huge game. They wrap it up against these Vikings. They handle their business in Week 17. And they could potentially host the NFC Championship. So, uh, wow. it's better than I thought it was going to be under LaFleur for the first year. So, um, Pac's got it all out there. But they have struggled in Minnesota. So, it's going to be interesting. Wow.
Yeah, this is going to be a phenomenal game. So, so many of these, uh, your divisional game, uh, this divisional game, so phenomenal. The game's going into this weekend. Lada, NFL playoff ramifications heating up here. Oh, it's going to be great, Dave. I want to let the people know we appreciate them tuning in all year. No show next week because it's going to be Christmas Eve. And if you've been a total slacker and still haven't shopped, Amazon's right there. But before you spend a dime, go to Football Dudes. Hit our Amazon link. Yeah. Won't cost you anything but might make us a couple bucks to spend that money on our families. But we appreciate you guys tuning in, and we can't say thank you enough. All right. Sounds good. Speaking of the football dudes, Casey, we are available in so many different ways. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. You can subscribe on our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, or of course, head on over to Football Dudes. As you said, click that Amazon button while you're there and check out all of the good action there. Heading into week 16 of the NFL, Casey, it's going to be good. All right, Casey, I'm Dave. We're the Football Dudes. We are out of here.